Hello, hello. I'm Prey Shakpur Prerna, also known as the girl inside Traveler's Shoes, and this is Yours Curiously, where I bring in some of my favorite people, get personal, and go deep on diverse interests, beliefs, and well, things you and I have probably wondered about at some point, and find out exactly what makes these people tick. And while we're doing that, entertain just a teeny bit of our curiosity at a time. The following conversation is the second part of the very insightful discussion with Pushpanjali Nayar. I highly recommend you listen to the first part which is the previous episode before you dive into this episode. And if you have, let's just continue on and listen along. But first, I'd like to have a word with you about don't talk that trash. Like what you hear? You love what I write. Don't talk that trash is my personal letter straight to your inbox. At the end of every month, I sit down on my desk, open my laptop and write. There's just one catch, no editing. It contains raw thoughts on whatever occupies my mind at the moment and quite a nice way to wrap up a month. Curious? You can get your own by visiting insidetravelersshoes.com/subscribe. Don't talk that trash subscribers are also the first ones to know when I whip up something fun and receive cool bonuses from time to time. Psst. It's free and email only. So, what are you waiting for? Check out insidetravelersshoes.com/subscribe again. insidetravelersshoes.com/subscribe and read the very next one. Now, back to the episode. it does kind you know it. it's it's kind of like an amalgamation of everything of everything yeah balance balance, balance. it's the key to everything honestly <laughs> okay what was i even going to say i have so engrossed in listening to everything <laughs> that i completely forgot that you know i think that's a good sign isn't it yeah yeah I'm so glad. i think you know we should get into What do you offer in Avanli Blitz for people? What do you make for people right now? So, um I think at the moment I'm just doing cakes and savory orders too, but it's basically I don't really have a a, a strict menu. You contact me, you tell me what you want, you tell me your dietary restrictions, you tell me what kind of food you want, you tell me a dish you want, customize it to exactly how you want it and all i ask is you give me the f- creative freedom give me the idea give me the creative freedom let me know like cuz i still want i'm still establishing myself right as a chef i'm still a rookie i'm still learning i still have a lot to learn and i think these are the years i got to experiment is you know as much as i can in all ways and um So basically right now how it's running is people contact me cuz um I've you know I have a page Avanli Blitz and even on my personal page which hopefully won't be personal anymore um I put up stuff of what I make so if somebody likes it they reply to it they contact me they say hey do you are you taking orders and then they tell me what they want and then we work accordingly so I don't have a, a fixed menu but I am 
um, trained in Italian cuisine mm-hmm. and pastry. So, mm. so mainly. Do you stick to these? Cuisines? No, no, I don't. I don't stick to the cuisines at all. Like, you tell me what you want. I will do a trial. If I haven't made the dish before, I will do a trial first, and then I will tell you. That listen, I tried. I tried making it. If it isn't great, I'll tell you honestly. I still need some time to perfect so and so dish. Maybe right now is not the time to order. If you want something else that I'm already familiar with, then you know, because I don't believe in taking people's money for, you know, not the best stuff. If if you're gonna pay me for something, I want to make sure that I'm at least. Giving you something that you're gonna like, you know, or even if you don't like it, um, I want to make you feel comfortable enough to reach out and tell me that hey, this wasn't okay. Uh, let's hope this doesn't happen next time, you know, whatever it may be. So right now, that's all it's about. It's just um, people reaching out to me, telling me what they want, and me trying to make it for them in whatever way I can. Plus, it's really personal to me, and every time I'm cooking. Even in my most frustrated zone, I'm super content, and I'm—it's my solace, and so I feel like adding my own personal touch to the food. I really hope people can feel the same when they eat it, when they taste it, and because you are giving a part of of who I am, essentially. It's uh, it is a part of who I am. It is, it is a very raw, vulnerable thing for me. You know, I feel like my food is the easiest way to get to know who I really am. If you, <laughs> it sounds super complicated, but it's really not. Um, if you can understand, you know how it is, right? You meet somebody, you converse with them, and you're like, oh, okay, I know this person now. Seems like I have a rough idea. About who they are, but people have layers. People have um, different versions of themselves, right? I think my food is the most vulnerable version of myself because when I'm giving, let's say you are tasting something I've made for the first time, I feel so exposed. I feel so exposed, but at the same time, it's so exhilarating. Whatever your reaction is, negative, positive, just the fact that I can make you feel it, it makes me feel really good. It makes me feel when it's a positive reaction, it makes me feel really content. When it's not a positive reaction, which definitely has happened, like so many trial and errors, um, when it's not a positive reaction, I've been like, oh, okay, um, figure out what something. was wrong with it. Yeah, learn something from it, which essentially is what you have to do. Like. You can't be cocky and arrogant, you know. Especially not in your beginning years. Like you are a fresher, you're a beginner. This is the time for you to. You can't be perfect. You just can't. Like you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna, um, definitely not everything you make is gonna be like you know. You're not gonna hit the ball out of the park every time you cook something. Um, that's something that I think is really hard to understand also. Because people are so involved with approval that they forget that it's okay. It's okay for your dishes to go bad. It's okay for your dishes to go wrong here and there, because you're learning. You're essentially gonna taste it, and you're gonna know what was up with it. You're gonna work on it, and my entire life, as I told you before this, right? 
my entire life has been trial and error i think that's the concept that works the best for me i don't know why but it just works the best for me i think it's all you know an experiment and i think it helps you experiment and even in, you know like i like you told yeah like, like you know in the primitive years when we are starting out i think it's all about experimenting exactly. right now exactly i think as a generation we're very hard on ourselves also um to be perfect to make it what is it make what exactly make what like i get it you have ambitions you have goals and i do too like i have i have pretty pretty high ambitions but i'm not going to give myself um a hard time because it's taking a little longer than i would expect it to or society would expect it to i don't believe we have to live up to anything you know go at your own pace um do what you need to do for yourself in that moment things will just find their way to, way to you at one point you know like the way food worked with me i was super derailed like i was super demotivated right i didn't know what i wanted to do i was in a very bad place in my life and it found me like it struck me at the right moment and it helped me in a lot of ways and i'm sure everyone has their versions of what food means to me i'm sure you have your version right mm-hmm. so let's hear some about that too like your version of what it of what traveling means to you traveling means to me but this podcast is supposed to be about you you Only know me. yeah that's mm. the whole point because okay. um yeah i'll probably have some you know episodes which is just me so okay like later though later though yeah that's okay. why i wanted to it to be about you about okay because cool. uh, like i have enough about me i keep talking about me in my blog again <laughs> <laughs> My website is basically about me. So this is one place I want to know about other people. Other people. And I want to give back in different ways and things that I might not know but I can find someone who knows about it and you know exactly. we can talk about that. Exactly. And people might of... be as confused as me about it exactly. and they might be curious about it as well. So. It's also sort of like um educating yourself mm-hmm. on different things, right? When you talk to somebody um about something that they specialize in about something that they have you know vast knowledge about or um whatever it may be you talk to someone that knows something and it's something that you aren't familiar with it's always nice because you're learning from them they're telling you what their work and their world and basically their life's like and it sort of helps a lot because that helps you open your mind up to a lot of things it the diversity of it all um it also brings you together in a lot of ways you know because although different careers are different and different people are you know have different perceptions and different goals there's always something tying them to each other which is we still have the same dreams you know we... the same passion the same love for what you do the mm-hmm. same um sometimes you we may all just want connection as well exactly sometimes you may just meet someone who has almost the same purpose in life that you do which i think is it's gorgeous i think by itself is so nice to um learn about everyone else and other people and especially topics i find fascinating um i i love i absolutely love listening to people tell me um or educate me on things that i'm not aware of so i think that's 
the whole purpose of this, right? That's the whole purpose of what you're doing right now. I think it's really nice, and I think by the end of all this, you're going to be so happy. <laughs> Thank you. You know, maybe I. Listen to it sometime in the future and be like, "Hey, I actually did this. Yeah. I was nervous, and I maybe I can live through the experience when I hear my voice and the other person's voice." Yeah, and sort of feel the way you felt in that moment. You know, uh, it's it's a very strong thing. It can transport you back in time. It can make you feel things you felt in that moment, and it's I think it's very intimate. Um, having a conversation with someone about the things that make you who you are it is very personal it's very intimate and it's very um it's beautiful to know that everyone has their own story because can you hear that i mean yeah i think everyone that's... has their own story yeah that's the lizard agreeing with us what's up mr mr morrison cuz Jim Morrison, Lizard King, never mind, never mind, never <laughs> mind. Just, you know, just, I love deviating <laughs> off topic and meandering, but this is way too out there. It's just, like you know, taking a rocket to space. <laughs> I just went, I just went rock music on you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. So tell me more about what you have in store in the future. So um I am going to start um my second business and my second establishment uh it's called House of Drip so it's basically a line of sauces like gourmet sauces um and jams so I'm going to start with three very simple sauces uh which I feel so you know how it is right a lot of people don't want to go through the pain of slow cooking mm. anything and italian food italian sauces are best slow cooked so what i want to do is and plus i love making sauces it's kind of it's my happy thing just like you know with one glass of wine in my hand and just like stirring the sauce and listening to some good music so my plan is to make three sauces um one is a marinara sauce which is a red sauce uh one is a pesto sauce what and is marinara though it's essentially tomatoes garlic and basil uh cooked in red wine if you want mm-hmm. uh but i'm thinking of keeping it alcohol free because a lot of people prefer you know um not having alcohol in their in their food or um essentially though it's supposed to be with wine so i'm going to have to figure that one out maybe you can have two options i can have two options yeah so i can probably have a kosher option and uh one with red wine um it's essentially just a tomato basil and garlic sauce with some red wine it's really you've had a red sauce pasta right yeah so like spaghetti and stuff mm. it's it's spaghetti the red sauce that you use it's the base sauce for almost everything it's also the base pizza sauce that you use mm. so um i think marinara would be a really good option because a lot of people just want to take two spoons of something and mix like you know boil some pasta and like mix it in and just grate some cheese on it and eat it and it's a quick you know quick gourmet meal in your home so and it's all homemade i mean initially at least i intend um for it to be homemade 
so it is going to be marinara sauce, pesto sauce, and Sichuan pepper sauce, uh, or as well in 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 India. Uh, the Indo-Chinese version is Szechuan sauce, mm. but I'm going to do it with like authentic Sichuan peppers and not the red chilies that people use here because I want to kind of maintain authenticity. Authenticity, what the hell? Okay, authenticity of the dish. Um, so I'm also going to do two jams. I want to keep it really simple to begin with. So I'm going to do just two jams. So one jam, which is going to be a little citrusy with maybe a mango undertone so that will be orange lemon and mango and another jam that will be a mix of all the berries but it will be more of a compote than a jam so it'll be chunky jam so you can literally taste the fruit in your jam and i think that's what i think that's nice right just imagine spreading that on like a nice soft buttered down pancake or waffles or even just to be very honest, just like dosa, dosa having, with jam. I'm having food gas, so I know it's <laughs> yeah. So that like, House of Jib should be launching soon. Um, again, before you ask me how I came up with the name, I don't even know. It just struck me one moment, and I was like, oh, okay. I think I was thinking about some. I was listening to some music. I don't even remember. Um, some music that was completely out of my comfort zone and I think I heard the word drip a lot and I was like what the hell is a drip like I, I was like ah, what what are you guys talking about and then I realized I don't know it just came to my head I was sitting so you know Abhi right so I was sitting uh, Abhi and I were going to buy some food because uh, we were going to cook at his place and I was sitting on the bike behind him and it just struck me I was like it's a drip so I leaned forward and I was like hey bro like what do you think of this name? And he was writing and he's like, oh, that actually sounds pretty good. And I was like, cool. So that's how it stuck. It just stuck. <laughs> so that's what it's going to be. It's going to be House of Drip Gourmet Sauces. And yeah, that's about it for me. Um, say, short-term goal-wise. Mm. Yeah. This pandemic has taught us that you really got to um, focus on your short-term goals too, you know, because you make all these plans for 10 years down the line. You never know. What you might never hit know. You. you never know what may hit you. So make short term goals, make weekly goals, you know, make monthly goals and just strive to get to them. That gives your life purpose, don't you think? Even like, you know, living in the moment right now, just enjoying the nice vibe we have right? going on here, right? The walls painted so beautifully. My brother did these paintings, by the way. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And the lighting. All of it. And, plus and the cold climate. Can you see the dewdrops settling on top? Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think living in the moment is just so, it's a lot more, it's a lot deeper than you actually give, um, sorry, it's a lot, it, it means a lot more than you think it does because it's these tiny moments and it's these tiny um, situations or these places that you're in that maybe someday you're just doing something, it's going to strike you and be like, wow, remember when I did that? That was nice, you know? And this, if this pandemic has taught us anything, it is to value what you have, the time you have, the people you have, and the life you have. Just live, you know, just live. Live 
for today live for tomorrow for the next week for the next month focus on what you want to do here and now it's great to have long term goals i have a ton but it's not the best to live in the future constantly live in the moment too you know it's i think that essentially makes all of us a little happier because when you're in the moment you kind of forego or you you overlook a lot of struggles that you may have faced in the past or things that make you anxious for the future the future i'm someone who gets very anxious at the thought of the future or oh, i used to be i'm a lot better now i'm doing a lot better uh, as i said my life has taken a turn for the better over the past one and a half to two years so after i started avli blitz everything that was toxic in my life just disappeared almost everything that was toxic in my life just disappeared and i took some time for myself and you know i focused on what i wanted to do and i'm in a really really happy healthy place i'm you know um, i'm in an amazing relationship with an amazing person <laughs> and i think he's just he's he's been he has been a really big motivator on all of this and you know it's it's nice to be at this place it's nice to be at a place where i'm at peace with who i am i'm at peace with what i want to do and i know what i want to do and i love the people around me and the people around me love me back it's a great place to be in and obviously it's not always going to be this perfect and rosy you know i'm probably not going to feel this way tomorrow maybe maybe i'm going to wake up in a really terrible mood and you know for the next couple of hours be in a bad mood but i will never forget that these things will always bring joy to me and it will always um fulfill my life and it will always bring me positivity and happiness and i think these are the few things i hold really near and dear to me and of course you've met my babies my doggies <laughs> they're everything to me theo is theo is my son by the way <laughs> yes in, very very jumpy and excited uh, i'm a dog time. mom i'm such a dog mom so he's um yeah you could see he's the light of my life in a lot of ways he's just my best friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah so how do you uh, like you know find the process of cooking how is it for you therapeutic it transports so there are all these um small fragrances just maybe for example for me the smell of frying um or sauteing onions and ginger and garlic reminds me of my grandmom cuz that was the most dominant smell in her kitchen when i was growing up and i think a lot of um these combinations right of spices the way they smell the way they taste all of it just it makes me so happy cuz it's like this process it's like a it's like you're molding something from scratch which is why even when i'm making um uh if i let's say i'm making a pizza or burgers or like um anything whatever i'm making i prefer making everything from scratch including my pasta dough so i usually make my pasta dough uh, cut it out and use it so it's everything that you order from me that is italian uh anything so everything like from your lasagna sheets to your spaghetti to all your different kinds of pasta 
all of it is handmade. So I take, I don't, I try my best not to bite off more than I can chew and keep it a little simple considering I'm still uh, a beginner, still learning. Um, hand rolling pasta is my most, it's the most therapeutic thing. It's, it's happiness because I'm making it from scratch and you know, you look down at your countertop, your kitchen countertop and you see the marble just clean, right? Before you start. You just look at it and it's just spick and span and it's clean and it's just empty. Observe it five minutes into cooking. It's a, it's just, you know, other people may see a mess. To me, I see different colors on, on the surface. I see like whatever I'm working with, I see different colors and that kind of, when I was working at the restaurant, it kind of gave me a lot of um, ideas for plating. Mm. So I like modern art a lot. I know a lot of people say they don't understand modern art and, you know, throwing a paintbrush at a wall is an art. And um, I don't mean to be, obviously, I'm not going to say anything because everyone has, is entitled to their own opinion, right? But to me, I love modern art and that's what it is for me, like plating something. I want to be different with it. And when I see colors as I'm cooking, it's sort of my brain takes a picture of it. And believe me when I say this, I don't plan at all. I don't plan my plating at all. In fact, I feel, I don't even feel like I'm the one who's doing my plating because it just takes over me. Like my creativity just overrides everything else. And I don't even... I don't feel in control of my body. I'm just doing it. And I look at the end result and I was like, I'm always like, oh, okay, this is what it is. This, I had no image in my head. It's just, I picked up on colors and I figured out what I wanted to do with it. So the whole process of cooking, um, as I said, it's therapeutic. It has taught me patience. It has taught me... Um, it's taught me to really value the most minute detail in what you in food. Just the way you cut a vegetable, right? It matters so much. It matters in so many ways and it can make or break your dish. And I think it's great how delicate it is. I love working with something that delicate and I love the whole process of plating as well. Like it, it gives me creative freedom. And so in what way do you think you know cutting it you know different ways of uh, cutting vegetable matter so obviously when you cut it and uh, so let's say I'm doing a small cut right so I mean I won't use like proper terms because it I mean I'll have to sit and explain all of it and all that so let's say I'm making a, a fine chop right mm -hmm. um, the way it cooks will be a lot faster considering the cooking time is going to be a certain amount of time because other stuff in it also needs to cook with it, right? Mm -hmm. So that could almost just turn into a sauce by itself. And the fiber and everything, it, it just merges into your dish and you won't even know that is in it until you taste it. But when you're cutting, let's say, slices or whatever. You can use the, you know, formal terms and, you know, explain it. It'll be, you know, people Is, would love knowing, okay, you know, the so, actual terms for it, I guess. So, uh, for example, like, let's say I am um, 
what okay i can give you ratatouille have you heard of the dish ratatouille uh so <laughs> yeah the movie oh my god that was a, so cute that movie is so cute but uh just saying if there's a rat in your chef's hat no <laughs> yeah yeah that's true no <laughs> even if it's roaming around you know next just, to the kitchen mm mm get the place fumigated as soon as you can you know maybe set a rat trap and release it out somewhere else don't kill it please don't kill it just scare it so it goes away but yeah um no i think for example cutting a vegetable okay i'll give you an example of let's say a potato so cutting a fr- of a, a potato in the french fry way which is called the batonne uh the batonne cut is the french fry cut right um versus mashed potatoes do you see the difference in texture like how vastly different the two are that's merely because of the way they're cooked and the way they're cut because um mashed potatoes are shredded right it's boiled and shredded mm-hmm. this is cut into the batone cut and it's deep fried and it's double deep fried so it gives like crispiness just the way it's cooked and the way it's cut the way the fibers stay together and the starch like stays together versus when you break it down i think that makes all the difference in the world that's that's what makes you tell dishes apart to be honest that's one of the main reasons like for example a gazpacho a gazpacho is a cold um spanish dish it's a soup mm. right it is essentially bell peppers and cucumber that is blended together sounds weird tastes amazing so it is you won't even realize that these were actual vegetables you know you won't even know that these are actual vegetables because you cook it in a way where the um the fiber blends into the liquid and it's basically just a thick soup so yeah that's how cutting and cooking makes a very big difference in um taste and also partially in your nutrition intake because when you boil something with starch the starch rises to the top of the water right for example water to i mean uh, sorry rice too so it rises to the top at least back in the day now we have different methods of cooking you know as times have evolved um but when the layer forms on top that layer is usually called the scum you take it off that's all the extra starch and in other cases like soups and broths the layer that's formed on top that's a little bit a uh, foamyish you know you got to take take you know get rid of all that cuz that's all the extra um starch and nutrients not nutrients but all the extra starch and all the uh, composition of the skin of the vegetables that come out that you need to like dispose of so yeah that's how it makes a difference i think you know these small things you know and add up to all these yeah they you know kind of very very different yeah and you know a lot of people don't even realize that um the way salsa is made you know essentially you have to boil the tomato i mean not boil really blanch hot water blanch the tomato uh What peel the skin so you just dip it in for a minute or two until the skin gets a little wrinkly mm-hmm. so it's easier for you to peel the skin off mm-hmm. so you peel the skin off you chop it in like half you chop it into like a like a moon you know half moon a crescent um you remove the seeds you leave the pulp 
you're not supposed to use the skin, you're not supposed to use the seeds, essentially. For even your sauces, you're not supposed to use them. But people just forego all of it and just like chop and, you know, do their thing. But the smallest things make the biggest difference. And that's why a lot of people think that, oh, restaurant, we'd rather go to a restaurant and pay, you know, this much amount of food than like making a, I'm not going to be able to make it myself. I want to go out and eat. Actually, no, you follow a recipe to the deep. You will, you most, I mean, depends also uh, if you have like the natural ability to, um, you know, whatever recipe may be, you have to have that innate ability to cook or that innate passion and that like um, judgment of, you know, quantity. Because I find it really hard to stick exactly to a recipe. The only place I do that is probably when I'm baking. But even when I'm baking, I prefer, you know, mixing and matching and trying my own stuff until I get the right. My brownies, the brownies, I the recipe I have now, I tried different stuff for a year. Like I just kept trying and trying and trying until I found this batch, like this recipe, the batch that I made. After that batch, I was like, okay, I found it. This is it. I'm going to stick to this. I think everything in life is experimenting and, you know. Trial and error, right? Like, yeah. as I said, my entire life has been trial and error. <laughs> For me, you know, I, okay, I love cooking uh, when, you know, sometimes. But, you know, sometimes. when when it becomes like a chore, it's kind yeah. of hard to, you know, stick to it and actually enjoy the process. And yeah. I think a lot of people have, you know, the same kind of uh, problem with cooking. So Definitely. how do you think we can make cooking more enjoyable? How can we make cooking more enjoyable? Hmm. I mean, that's a really tough one because I'll have to think as a person who doesn't enjoy cooking. Um, that's what, take your time. <laughs> how do I make cooking more enjoyable? I can tell you what would work for me. Uh, it would definitely be listening to some nice music. I think when I'm cooking, even now, right? If I get an order, when I'm home, I just, I'll play my own music in the background and, you know, like dance around and do things like at my own pace. Um, I think cooking becomes a chore only if you feel like it's an obligation. Mm. If you feel like you're obliged to cook, that's when you start to think of it as a chore and not something you really like to do. And obviously it's hard to like keep cooking three meals a day, you know. Mm, that's also It does become like a chore after a certain point. So, yeah. But I think music. Music and... I found that, you know, cooking together really helps. Definitely. It's such a nice activity. Definitely. Like everyone comes together in the kitchen and, you know, lends a hand. Definitely. Like for me, I'm very, uh, <laughs> I'm very, uh, how do I say? I'm extremely, I like isolating myself in the kitchen. So if I'm working, even if I'm working, like let's say when I was working at, um, miss and Mrs. and I would still just be at my station thinking about my own thing you know everything else would be happening behind me and around me but I was just locked into that world 
and for me i love it because it's just me and my food i find it really hard uh, at home i mean see professionally i can share a kitchen door like i have to need help right but at home i find it really hard to share a, share a kitchen i'm okay with only a few people that kind of have figured out the way i work they figure out what i'm like in the kitchen and they sort of blend into it you know it's a it's a wave movement so i move and they just go with it you know so it's, i think it's kind mm, of like to each their own kind of yeah thing. yeah but it's very hard you got to find out what works for you you got to find out what makes you feel like you're keeping it interesting and yeah plus once honestly though i think experimentation of different food find food that excites you okay it can be simple food also find some something a dish or um a type of cuisine that excites you that will pump you up a little bit and grocery shopping is my favorite thing to do <laughs> i love oh my god i love supermarkets i love markets i love farmers markets what do you love about it everything the smell people find it strange but the smell of a farmers market is amazing i can smell so many different fruits and vegetables and so many different things and like random hints of like uh here and there random hints of like rotting vegetables and fruits too you know mm. but somehow it again I used to go uh shopping with my grandmom market marketing with my grandmom when i was really really young sabji mandi yeah so it was madiwala market for us because we stayed in kormangla so um it was it it basically is all these amazing childhood memories i have uh growing up all these smells that were very distinct to me then that i developed a very strong um affiliation to now so i think that's what it is to me you know it's a lot deeper than just a career or just a profession or just what i want to do with my life it is a part of who i am at this point and i don't think i want to be anyone else like finally i feel like i finally reached that point and it feels good to be here i'm so glad to hear that <laughs> you know you have reached that point and you know you feel comfortable in your own skin i do i definitely do obviously thanks to everyone that's been supportive and you know um everyone that's encouraged me and everyone that stood by and watched me grow and been patient with me obviously i owe it to everyone that cared and everyone that stayed by my side my parents my friends all of them my boyfriend too that played a big role in getting my life in order now uh but yeah essentially i have myself to thank for getting off my ass and doing what i want to do <laughs> figuring out what i want to do yeah know? we got to stand up for ourselves exactly like after one point you're like just get up and do this just do this already you know mm. yeah so what are i was uh, so this is a question i ask uh, at the end of you know probably every conversation i mm-hmm. have what are some of your favorite books and you know something that you'd recommend that people read something that you read and you felt like giving it to someone uh so growing up i read a lot 
<laughs> growing up as in like i'm saying I'm, i'm speaking about when i was like you know from when i was like age 9 you know first i had stories read to me and then when i started to read by myself i was about like 8 9 10 ish um i used to read a lot of ruskin bond and then i moved to enid blyton so i and then i moved i, mean, I loved uh, the secret seven and famous famous five mm. um the older i grew my taste in books changed and uh, for a while here and there i wasn't reading too much but in i think 11th grade there was this book that changed my entire life uh it was given to me by a friend and it's called the doors of perception by aldous huxley it's just a 27 page book but it took me 4 months to really comprehend break it down and understand it and i have spoken to only four other people that have read the book and everyone that's told me that they've read it when i've asked them what it meant to them it's been completely different from what it meant to me and so i feel like it's it's a it's basically a philosophical book right and it helps it helps you figure out a lot of things because it's just 27 pages but it's 27 pages of eye opening mind blowing concepts that you can perceive however you want you know what the last time i read this book was probably um Four years ago, and I was in a different headspace then. Now that you bring it up, I'm going to read it again and see if it's different now, considering I'm in a different place mentally. I'm pretty sure it'll be. I suggest you, you should read it too. I'll try to find a copy, uh, because I don't. It was not my book, right? It's very hard to find a copy, but uh, I can still send you the PDF. I have the PDF, so Amazing. we could we could do that. We can probably read it and, and let discuss. me know. You know what do you think about it right now? Like after you. Are yeah, definitely, definitely, because I'm sure there will be a difference. You know, uh, I think your perception changes when you change, and your mentality and your headspace and the place you are in changes. And so, when I read this book, it meant something different to me. When I read it now, it may just mean something different again. You know, you never know. Um, but definitely, I definitely want you to read it too. Other than that, I've recently started reading um, Haruki Murakami. Uh, a friend of mine gifted um, the book *The Killing Commandor* to me for my birthday, and it helped me get through the lockdown. It was a, it was one of the nicest gifts I've ever received, and yeah, I suggest, I definitely recommend Murakami. Um, read *Killing Commandor*, Norwegian Wood, um, and. When you're ready for it, please read *Dose of Perception*. Aldo Saxi. I will look for the PDF and I'll send it through to you. If people want to, I mean, if anyone reaches out and wants to read it, you can circulate because I think it's it's something that helped me. Hopefully, it helps other people too. Yes, I think you know I'll put a link to it in the yeah. show notes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Any any other books that come to your mind? Um. For now, I think it's just this. Uh, but yeah, I, I used to read a lot of fiction too. Uh, my granddad loved Jeffrey Archer and Sidney Sheldon and Nora Roberts, so I've read a lot of their books as, as well. In fact, I think I've read every and um, Khalid Hosseini. 
Um, Kaitrano was such a beautiful book. Uh, the Alchemist, Paulo Coelho. Um, what else? You know what? Actually, reading Mein Kampf, uh, the Hitler's biography, autobiography. It's always been on my list. I have to you get have to it. You have to. You have to. In fact, you know what? I haven't read anything but Murakami in a year. <laughs> so I think I'm going to take a break from Murakami for a bit and go back and read all these books. Thank you for asking me this question. It actually makes me miss reading and I'm probably going to get back to it now, you know, for a while. I'm excited too. I've got <laughs> new titles that I've got to check yes, out. Yes, definitely. I will look through my book collection and give you some. So maybe we can share notes and probably even discuss. Um, I think I definitely be one of those people that goes to book clubs, you know, later in life. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I can't make it. I got to go to book club. Bye. <laughs> like, I'm definitely going to be one of those people. Maybe, you know, we should plan a blossom yes. date. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, blossoms. Oh yeah. For people who don't know what blossoms please, is. Please go is, to blossoms. It is a secondhand bookstore in oh. Bangalore. I think it's the biggest one in India. Church Street. It's, you know, it's on Church Street and check it out. Oh my God. So it's so personal because you'll find all these books with notes and, you know, um, different things and sometimes like love letters in them. And it's so, it's amazing. I just love blossoms. You guys have got to check out Blossoms. Honestly, just buy pre-owned books. Just buy pre-owned books. It's so much more personal and it adds so much more meaning to what you're reading. Definitely Blossoms. Check it out. This was such like, you know, we meandered so much off so much. topic. And on topic, you know, it was... A roller coaster. A roller coaster mm -hmm. with the emotions and going through this journey with you. Yeah, I'm having so... insight into what makes a person who they are, I guess. I'm like super glad that we had this conversation. I'm so happy you reached out and asked me to do this. I'm so happy that you're here. And it's a beautiful night. And it's just been a really, really exhilarating, warm, nice, lovely conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like always, links to everything we discussed and notes about the episode can be found in the show notes when you visit InsideTravelerShoes.com forward slash yours hyphen curiously. You can find Pushpanjali at the rate of Pushpanjali Naya which is spelled as at the rate of P-U-S-H-P-A-N-J-A-L-I-N-A-I-R on Instagram. Craving for more updates on the deliciousness she's cooking? You can find updates at the rate of avenly.blit, which is spelled as O-V-E-N-L-Y dot B-L-I-T-Z and at the rate of house.off.drip.sauces on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe to Yours Curiously wherever you listen to podcasts and updates on Yours Curiously are posted at the rate of Yours Curiously pod on Instagram and at the rate of in-travel shoes on Twitter. And at last, don't forget to check out the super fun host's work, that is me, by visiting InsideTravelerShoes.com or at the rate of Inside Travelers Shoes on Instagram. Catch you next time, curious cats.